Your story is waiting for you today. Your story has something new to say. But your story will only come out to play when you're alone. Alone. Alone in a room with invisible people. The following episode may contain swearing. Alone in a Room with Invisible People is brought to you by hollyswritingclasses.com. If you find value in what we do and you'd like to support the podcast, go to coffee.com, that's K-O hyphen F-I.com forward slash alone, or you can go to alonewithinvisiblepeople.com forward slash support us to find out more. Thank you. So we have a little bit of an announcement. Uh, episode 100 is coming up, which is crazy. It's hard to believe. Yes. It, it's just we haven't been doing that this long. <laughs> no, really. And the fact that we're going to hit episode 100 before we hit the two-year mark is is pretty crazy. Um, yeah. But I just, yeah, w- so I was thinking about what we could do, and I thought, well, what about an AMA? And for folks who don't know or who think that AMA means something else, which there was like 7 million people on the forums that did and do, um, <laughs> the AMA style is is the ask me anything. And that is, now we, um, you, you put some caveats to this, Holly? Yeah, the caveats are kind of important. You can absolutely ask us anything. We do reserve the right not to answer everything so you could you you know you want to go wild with the questions that's cool and if we're feeling daring we'll go wild with the answers but if we're not we do reserve the right to not answer every question we're asked Um, the other thing was basically that we might have to break this into two episodes and we cannot promise to use every question yeah and if there are a lot of similar questions we'll probably end up condensing them into you know one question for the similars yeah like a a big gloop of a question yes (laughs) um i had a a caveat too and it's one that we have talked about many times and it's one that i did see in the forums that somebody had asked something we will not be doing um any name and shame questions or we will not be speaking negatively about books that we do not like or authors that we do not like yep or anything of the sort um we are very heavily invested in our belief that writers should, should support writers and that what somebody writes is not for everyone. And in the freedom of speech as well, which is unfortunately defending icky speech. And Holly has a, I think she did an article on this a while ago. Um, we are not people who will discuss politics either or religion. Nope. Nope. <laughs> we'll not go there. Yeah. Now, we've discussed in the past um, my Buddhist tendencies just because that's me. And I see it more as like a way of life or a philosophy. So if you have questions on Buddhism, that's fine. But mm-hmm. but we're not. Yeah. Not, so and I've mentioned numerous times that I'm an atheist, but yeah. I am a religion friendly atheist. You, will yeah. get, you can believe whatever you want. And, you know, uh, it's not an issue for me. Yeah, because we believe <laughs> so, that, you know, it's basically none of our business. And yeah, fr- yeah. freedom of religion is freedom of thought. Yeah, so. absolutely. So, yeah, um, that is just that's basically what we're going to be doing. And if you want, you can write us at show at alone with invisible people dot com or you can just go into the forums. I have a forum thread titled episode 100 AMA and ask away. 
just wanted to cover what we won't be answering because everything else is pretty much up in the air. You guys know um, we're very honest about our past and our influences <laughs> and our idiot moments and everything. <laughs> so uh, we are an open book and we just thought episode 100 was a way to say thank you to everyone who is listening and interested and commenting and becoming a part of our family. And yeah, yeah this was a really cool way to do it is answer whatever questions you have about us. Yeah, I, I have one additional tiny thing that I want to add to that, mm-hmm. which is that I send out the link to this to folks who are on the Alone with Invisible People mailing list. Okay. So if you sign up for the mailing list on uh, the Alone with Invisible People site, uh, then you can, I will send out another email with a link to let folks know, you know, this is where you can ask all of these questions and it'll basically take you straight in so that you don't have to hunt around to find it. Yeah, that's very cool too. So if you are uh, signed up to receive notifications when we do post these, and again, that is one of the things that we have told you guys we would be emailing out is any emails or information regarding future episodes Mm-hmm. Or action on your part, like the Halloween contest. No, it's yes. not really a contest, but it's no, you know. <laughs> no, but but yeah. So we we're so excited. We've already seen some some questions in the forums that we really really can't kind of can't wait to dive into. So mm-hmm. I'm excited, and um, I guess yeah. Let's let's get back into the episode then. All right then. Hi, I'm Rebecca Gallardo, the host of Alone in a Room with Invisible People. I am here today with author and teacher Holly Lyle, and today's topic is how to write holiday-centric fiction. Uh, But first, we are going to talk about what we did um, this week for ourselves. So, Holly, um, how was your writing week? (laughs) Oh, I had a good week this week. Um, Let me see. I Monday was kind of rough. I had seven million things I had to do, but I did get in one hour of writing on the book. Uh, I am am working on the first Ohio novel, and uh, I am doing the revision, the type-in part of the revision. So this is all keeper stuff. After this, I just print the thing off and hand it over to Matt. Uh, But on Tuesday, I planned for two hours and did four. Um, Ended up with negative 55 words. It's the story just keeps pulling me in and I'm supposed to be very regulated on the time that I'm doing this during the weekdays yeah but I keep getting sucked in and I just keep going further and further and um I, I had this such a cool revelation about um I, like, like I said I have I have used the hero's journey outline um to kind of do the revision for this and one of the things I realized was that I was showing um, who the protagonist really is way too soon. So I had to do a massive rewrite on one of the chapters to hint at who she is, Yeah. but not to actually give it all away right in the first book. Because <laughs> I want this to go five books. And um, I, I just, I had this moment of inspiration. I think it was on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, because that was the day I wrote four hours on how to fix it. So I did a ton of words that day. I still ended up with 55 fewer words than I had before because of all the stuff that I deleted. Yeah. But, but and overall for the week I wrote so far um, 11 hours on my fiction. I did six hours on a consult thing, which was other fiction. Um, 
And I still have this afternoon where I'm going to be writing uh, after we do our thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so, <laughs> oh, man, I am having such fun with this book. Yeah, that is awesome. Okay, well, <laughs> um, my week was less fun, but still, no, it's fine. Um, I ended up um, sort of fighting another um, block for the revision. Like, I was finding myself avoiding it and going to do this, or everything that would pop up, it would be like, oh, okay, well, I can get this done, and then I can relax and write. Sort of the opposite of you. You're so inspired, you are doing more than, you know, you are scheduled to do mm-hmm. and I'm doing far less than I want to do and I think it was Monday or Tuesday myself that I kind of figured out oh okay I know my focus outline is a mess it is because as you keep going you start realizing like certain scenes that you might have left out that were important and you talk mm-hmm. about this and how to revise your novel but um so you have to find a way to work it in and, and switch things up, which I think is the reason why you have everybody use a pencil to, to timeline everything in. So my focus outline now looks like a three-year-old's collage project, <laughs> but it, it's better. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding that <sighs> I don't know how much I'm going to end up cutting, but I'm adding a whole bunch yeah. of like, I've been sharing my pictures on Instagram every now and then. And if you're looking, all of the orangey-yellow color, that's all new. All of the white is the revised. And there's not much white. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I did seven scenes that were revised. And I had just under 4,000 words, new words. And when I say that while I'm in the revision... The 4,000 new words are, are just new page words. Mm-hmm. I'm not going through and counting all of the handwritten words because fuck that. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I never count those. Yeah, no. I. <laughs> it's too much of a pain in the ass. I don't know. Like, I there's no real benefit to it. I mean, oh, God, no. <laughs> um, yeah. I did finally start to notice that the pile is shrinking Significant enough that I can notice, yes. Yes! <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, between the pages that have been cut and have hit the revision, I- I'm, I'm starting to notice I put a dent in that bitch. So <laughs> I'm so happy. Um, and I reached, uh, yesterday I reached 197 pages, and I really, really wanted that 200 mark. But yesterday was also Tony's day off, and we had a um, very, very, very windy storm. Our area was under like a tornado watch or tornado warning. And this is the craziest that our place got. Mm-hmm. It just branches down everywhere. It's a mess. But um, so I didn't end up revising then. I ended up cuddling my two big pain in the ass scaredy cat dogs because of wind. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, but I did get those done, and I'm I'm really excited because, I don't know, during the revision, you get to see that timeline. Mm-hmm. It becomes clearer, at least if you find out what your block is. So if your block is um, you're writing boring stuff or you're writing, you know, um, stuff or your focus outline is it. If, if, if you can find your, your avoidance area, then it becomes a lot clearer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and the revision that I'm doing, I'm just tired of having to write new pages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm having a fair amount of that myself right now. <laughs> but it, it's it's just the thing you got to do to get where you, you, you want to be. Yeah, well, it's not like I'm really tired of writing them. It's it's just a kind of tired. It's 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 a weird thing. You're not writing first draft, mm-hmm. and you you have a better idea of the story, but at the same time, like even though while you're writing all of these scenes that are so much better than than what would have gone in the original anyway, mm-hmm. you're still you're still not seeing the kind of progress that you would if there was less of new material right so it's just a little frustrating um but yeah anyway that was that was my week uh and i still have today and today i'm going to hit that 200 page mark god damn it i'm (laughs) very very determined um but yeah let's get on to our topic all right then well first off there are a lot of options there are there are a lot of possibilities for for selling your holiday fiction so this is a really nice market to look at um you know, there's there are a lot of collections that bring out seasonal stuff, um, mm-hmm. and it but it gets really tricky because people have this sort of ingrained rote about what it is you're supposed to do with holiday fiction that makes most of it come out very samey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very um, Santa saves or saving Santa, saving Christmas. Um, from, you know, from some monster that's going to destroy Christmas. That's, so that's, that's going to be kind of the example that I fall back on is that there are 7 million movies about saving Christmas. Oh, see, and I didn't even think about that. I was thinking about, you know, like, oh, the, the lonely girl gets the guy and, you know, that, that, that's always one of those things, which I mean, that's that's a trope of the the genre, really. It is. That's the romance trope. Is is um, girl finds love of her life for Christmas something? Yes. yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, but there are an awful lot of of things that people just think this is going to be original, and it's not original. It's the same thing everybody else has done. So what we're going to be talking about today is is how to do original ideas related to holidays to bring something new to it um my favorite idea or my favorite of running against what's the expectation for a christmas movie is the the christmas story with um (laughs) the the little kid in ohio and that it is so very much not the same old thing every single time what she's talking about is the film A Christmas Story. Yes, thank you. I never get titles right, never. <laughs> no, that's fine, that's fine. But it's it's a great um, 80s movie set in the 50s. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be set in the 50s. I'm pretty sure 50s, yeah. yeah. And it's a fantastic, I mean, it's got all of those kid, kid childhood memories and yeah. and imagination and everything. And yeah, you're right. It is, it is definitely not that typical Christmas movie. Right. There's nothing about saving Christmas in there. Not one single thing. So, but there are dogs that eat the Christmas turkey. So, well, yeah, and and in a way, it is uh, the father saves that child's Christmas. Yeah. So, I mean, you can you can kind of find whatever is in there, but it's not it's not about saving 
Christmas for the entire, you know, world or whatever. Right. It's not it's saving it's Santa. It's small and tight and personal and wonderful. Yeah. So, um, what you're going to do is first you have to answer this question for yourself. What is your, you, okay, what is the official definition of the holiday? Um, pick a holiday and then tell me what. what St. Patrick's Day. Okay, well, the official definition of that holiday is what? Well, uh, the official isn't what we, what we normally think of. Right. It's, right. it's about St. Patrick from Ireland. Uh, wasn't it a revolt? Um, I am actually not certain. I thought it was about his uh, chasing the snakes out of Ireland, which might have been metaphorical. Um, yeah, well, that's. Uh, I think it was. It was. Um, damn. No, hold on. It was. It was uh, a religious thing. Oh yeah, that it's, he, it's that definitely. He brought, yeah. Yeah, it, it's. It is a a Catholic holiday. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. I've never never been Catholic, so I'm not up on all the saints and yeah, me neither. The, yeah, I just remember it was it was something about he brought Christianity somewhere or did something and and that could have been it. It might have been bringing Christianity to Ireland. Yeah, I'm not sure. So um, that was a bad example. <laughs> <laughs> it was, but but that points out something important. So the fact it wasn't a bad example because the, the official definition of the holiday is frequently completely overlooked and you can find angles for stories by finding out and then bringing up the official definition of the holiday find out what that sucker was when it very first started out um that's why i'm doing it right now okay uh, the day commemorates St. Patrick and the arrival of Christianity in Ireland, celebrates the heritage and culture of Irish in general. Okay. Yeah. So that, and that is not what people think about. People think well, about... Well, the, the second part is right. more accurate, but the fact that it started for St. Patrick and bringing Christianity to Ireland, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's completely... Yeah, nobody thinks about that. Right. So now the second question you answer, after you have done a little digging and found out the the official definition of the holiday, and I'll note, um, for something like Easter, you have to dig back a bit because there mm-hmm. is the Christian definition of Easter, but there is also the previous, what is it, Aostar? Um, yeah, or, or the Yoster, pagan. or yeah, something like that. The pagan holiday, which was a fertility holiday, um, yeah. which is why there are bunnies and Easter eggs, and eggs. Is symbolic yep. of fertility. Um, yeah. so, and it was one of the holidays that the the Christians set as uh, the rebirth of Jesus Christ, so that they could more easily conform their their pagan folks. Right. So that they could yeah. tie it in, make it relevant to those guys. Yeah, yeah. that's why Jesus Christ actual typical birthday like recorded is not december 25th right that was in the middle of solstice and uh yule so they you know again it was something easier to bring the pagans so if you you can look at all of these different holidays and again as writers we're nerds so we love to research shit (laughs) and you can tell we've done a little bit of background on some of this stuff yeah um so then the next question you asked 
ask after you have done your research on the official definition of the holiday is what does this holiday mean to you personally? And, um, well, you could ask, I, I, I kind of like the idea of, of writing down first what is typically celebrated. Mm-hmm. So like the step between what is the actual holiday and then finding out what it means to you personally, there would be that middle, like, okay, well, okay. what does everybody else kind of look at? Right, like, okay, what is the general assumption of the holiday then? Yeah, yeah, okay, so yeah. like St. Patrick's Day. Uh, wear green or somebody's going to pinch you, leprechauns, four-leaf clovers, and green beer. Getting yeah, drunk. Getting, getting drunk. That's the thing that <laughs> that I associate most because we were invariably at a convention during St. Patrick's Day uh, for some science fiction convention or another. And the other people who were at the convention, not our guys, but the other people were dressed in green and getting drunk. <laughs> well, I know a lot of sci-fi nerds also <clears throat> are fans of alcohol. Oh, yeah. So, well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was, yeah. there was always a St. Patrick's Day convention at the, when, when we were at the convention for the other thing. And there was a little overlap in the green yeah. and the loud. Yeah, see, I just, I associate it with having to wear green somewhere because otherwise the boys in school were going to pinch the shit out of you. Mm -hmm. And they did not just pinch light. And also trying, me egging on people to try the green beer at the restaurant that I worked at. (laughs) It's surprisingly difficult because even when you offer it at half price or get a free beer every third one you drink, if it's green, people don't want to drink green beer. No, it's not a it's not a good beverage color. Yeah, I'd green? say probably one in every five is willing to who is is sitting there saying, ah, you know, green, yellow, don't matter. <laughs> that's you, after he's had five or six yellow beers. Oh no 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 that's oh. that's yeah even it doesn't matter how wasted some of these guys would get they were like I'm not touching the green shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like swamp. I mean, I think. It, in the back like of the... your mind, there is this stagnant sort of evolutionary survival thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's water that looks like that's not safe. Yeah. Water like that gives you the runs. It's got bacteria in it. I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's, um, it just reminded me of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle ooze. It was <laughs> that green. Oh, God. So anyway, now now you're saying let's go to what it means to you. Right. Okay, so now you're going to pull into your memories of not just the typical holiday stuff, sitting around under a Christmas tree with your family opening presents, but the other stuff. The other like the thing. stuff we just mentioned. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, the, the things where it was, where something went right, where something went wrong. Um, where what you expected to happen didn't, or something so amazing happened that you couldn't even have imagined it. Um, like the year, well, the year I got a horse for Christmas and I only got to keep it for like two months because we had the earthquake after that and had to leave Guatemala. Oh no, but you got a horse for Christmas. Yeah, I got a horse for Christmas. It was a, a, a young, he was like, uh, maybe 18 months. Wow, it's a baby. Yeah, yeah, he he wasn't broken or anything. I would have had to have trained him, but we were thinking we were going to be there for years, and I would have had time, but turns out not. But I got a horse for Christmas, and that was just, oh, my God. (laughs) That's amazing, yeah. Yeah. 
so you pull from that. You pull from the stuff that hurts and you pull from the stuff that was wonderful. And then you say, okay, now there, there's always a dark side to something. And this isn't your personal dark side. This is the dark side of the holiday. And for me, the easiest one to pull this up on is Christmas. Oh, because, okay. I figured it was Valentine's Day. No, no. For Because for Christmas, you have these, these awful news bites about people mobbing stores and people getting run over, fighting for this one little thing of the year, whatever it is. It was when you were little. It was Cabbage Patch dolls, and oh, good I Lord. think yeah. I think your grandmother killed a couple of people on her way to getting one for you, <laughs> because I know you by God got one. But <laughs> oh yeah, I got one, and uh, I still I still have one of the, the the little plastic one that I got. But yeah, I remember my Cabbage Patch doll. And uh, I got to say, I'm not surprised that she's a Black Friday and or Christmas, you know, uh, mob specialist because it kind of fits her personality. But I do appreciate the work she put in to get my Cabbage Patch doll because I love that little girl. Yeah. Yeah. It was very cute. Yeah. Um, That's I, I can see like the hyper consumerism. Yeah. It's and again, it's overhyped. A lot of people don't. You see the same flashes over and over again, and you see people fighting, but the percentage of that is very small, but it's there. That that happens. And yeah, I can see that. The, the, the dark side of Valentine's Day to me is like how, not just how overly commercialized it is in the first place and how obligated people feel, but also how lonely others feel. I feel right. like there is this like especially if you're um a an employee that works somewhere where they allow people to bring in you know things or even mm -hmm. teenagers where where you've got valentine's day a lot of the schools do this thing where people will be called to the office to get flowers or cards or they have these little money raisers where people will go in and buy a flower and then you know, it's announced. Yeah. It's always announced. It's always, or they're always brought into the classroom and given somebody. So you've got teenagers who are already very hormonal and emotional, feeling super lonely or angry. Left and out. yeah, to, yeah, to me, yeah. that that's a very dark side of that holiday. Yeah. Well, I mean, from back when I was a nurse, um, one of the highest suicide rates we had in the year was, was Christmas because of the people who for that same thing didn't yeah. have somebody at Christmas. Yeah. And that that is some really seriously dark shit. And Yeah, and if you're one of our people and you're in that state by the way, come into the forums, reach out to us because if you're listening to this, you're a writer, you're not alone. So <laughs> just come into the forums especially during that time of the year. I myself suffer through um like clinical depression that I've had for a while. And I understand how your expectations of your life, you know, sort of hit you during that time of year. So, yeah, that's just an aside, you know. And Holly, let's keep going yes, with okay. this. So after you have looked at what is the dark side of any given holiday, and there's always going to be one, mm -hmm. um, then you ask yourself this question, who loves this holiday most and why? Because here you're going to start building a character. This is not somebody that you know that loves the holiday most. This is somebody that you are creating. Who can you create that loves this holiday 
most and why. And that's going to be um, the teenage girl who just got three bouquets of flowers and three different big hearts with chocolate from secret admirers. Um, you know, she's, she's a senior in high school and the belle of the ball and the prom queen and all of this. And she just, you know, <laughs> raked up on, on Valentine's day stuff. Um, I would, it's probably more than three. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. That's, that's very possible. Yeah. Small school, small school. Okay. <laughs> oh, small school. Okay. Um, who hates this holiday most and why? And once you know who loves it most and why, it's pretty easy to figure out who hates it most and why. And that could either be one of the guys who gave her stuff and what he gave her wasn't the six foot tall teddy bear, which, <laughs> you know, it, he, he gave her a, a little box of candy, which was all he could afford. And yeah, yeah and then he, he is sulking and meets the girl who got absolutely nothing and he realizes that he could just give his chocolate to her and then she'd be happy and he'd be a hero mm -hmm. and there's a yeah, story I like that that's a that's a really really cute romantic story i really really like that that is so sweet yeah 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 and that's that was not planned <laughs> that's just once you once you know who once you start asking these questions then the answers to the next question start filling in all the holes and take the story in a different direction. And that's a even, different direction. Yeah, yeah. And even if you're looking at, um, and remember, we're just spitballing these things. It's, it's we're, We haven't done a lot of research into these things. But um, if you look into the original meaning behind all of these holidays, you can even get ideas from that. So you don't, this is just, kind of going down the line and figuring out different ways to get ideas from different things. Mm -hmm. Maybe even the dark side of the holiday gives you an idea for an event, you know, like, um, the original, the original reasons behind the holidays are so ripe for the picking, you know, it's just, it's pretty fantastic. So between that and then creating these characters, there is a lot of fun to be had writing holiday-centric fiction. Yeah, there really is. And that makes me think of Groundhog Day, the movie. Yes. Bill Murray, in the very dark center of that movie, um, before he just completely lost it, um, he is standing in front of the camera, he says, and they pulled the rat out of the hole and they ate it. And Andy McDowell's going, nice tone, Bill. Nice. Yeah. Um where you watch this one holiday, Groundhog Day, which is essentially a nothing holiday. Yeah. Um, but there is the, one of my favorite movies of all time is that movie because it runs from this, this bright and arrogant guy and this cute girl to this guy who has been brought to the lowest point of his life where he's throwing himself off buildings repeatedly to mm -hmm. him rebuilding himself into the person the best possible person he could be and it's and it's just one day over and over and over i it, i i love that movie oh my god i love that movie so much it is hilarious it is it is poignant as fuck like it makes me tear up 
and then every time and then you know as he moves through his life and it's like oh man this is wonderful the only thing i hate about the ending is that last freaking line it is so cheesy and so corny and it's like dude yeah i know she's fallen in love with you but to her it's only one day let's let's calm calm our tits a little there buddy (laughs) yeah for him i think it was like a thousand years yeah oh yeah and it's understandable but at the same time it's like he has to know that she you know yeah this is only one day in her mind right and yeah maybe it was the best day of of if all of his which is nice but you know it's (laughs) (laughs) he really did turn himself into her perfect guy though musical instrument and all Oh, yeah, ice sculpting. Oh, that was my favorite scene where he's sculpting her face and saying he's... Yeah, that's where I tear up every time. Yeah. Yep. Because he knows he's not going to... He's going to have to, you know, lose her the next day. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting too much into Groundhog Day. Yes. (laughs) But but that's the point. Exactly, because it it is one minor holiday where they did a little bit of research on it because probably initially it was where you dragged the rat out of the hole and you ate him. It was the first fresh meat you've had... Well, I mean, you're looking, too, at at the fact that the idea is um, he comes out and he sees more, oh, no, you're going to have to do it again. You're going to have more winter. Yeah. More winter is coming. And that fits into the idea of he's going to have, yeah, way more than six more weeks of winter. But he's also going to have, he's going to have a lot more of what winter represents, which is that for a lot of people cold empty loneliness and you know the it's just i love how deep that that idea went because he did see his shadow yeah yeah and and the Chekhov quote at the end too was really amazing with you know a long and lustrous winter mm-hmm. um where you say where his where his view of the season changed as much as his view of everything else and yes. became richer and deeper and meaningful. Anyway, this is what you can do with even a tiny little holiday, a nothing holiday that people don't even know anything about, is yeah. you can dig in and make it this rich, passionate, strong story. Um, now, there are some more things that we need to cover on this. With your questions asked and answered, what themes surround this holiday? So let's let's look at themes surrounding Christmas um, as just, I, I think, probably the largest, most commonly known holiday of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the theme of birth and rebirth, uh, the theme of new beginnings, the theme of um, like a new hope that for from the Christian perspective, at least, from the earlier pagan perspective, it is the turning of the year. It was the solstice when you, the long, the shortest day of the year, had hit, and the the summer was starting back. You were starting back into the point where you were going to find things it's growing spring. again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're 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 over the hump. The shortest day has passed. The days are starting to get longer, and. And you've got that season of okay, well, we've we've got are still got some food, we've still got some heat, and rescue is coming for those of us who now you know live in the northern latitudes. That's a thing. Yeah. Well, I like um I like Hanukkah too. the The theme behind it with the the oil lasting right the eight days 
and there was light. And I've always, I, I don't know what it is, but I've always been really, I've always really loved that idea of, because I've, I've, light is something that is always on my, um, my maps, my, my, you know, the sweet spot maps. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And that tiny little container of oil lasting for eight days. Yeah. And, and, and it just bringing light and there, and it's, it's, uh, again, it's, it's hope. It's, it's, it's just so cool. Yeah. And, um, another theme that we could go for is Thanksgiving is a very controversial one. Um, because you, you've got the history Mm -hmm. and especially nowadays people looking back on what was done and, and, being angry about how we ended up taking over so much land. Mm -hmm. So you've got that dark side of that holiday. And then you've got the theme of what it has come to mean to most people, or I would say at least a lot of them. And this is a U.S. holiday. I know we we have a lot of American listeners, but we have a lot who aren't too. Yeah, I was going to say, we actually have a lot of them. that aren't that just all over the world. Yeah. Um, which is really weird to say. <laughs> yeah. It's very weird. It's um but yeah, so we've we've got this holiday that now means to be grateful for your family, to be grateful for the things you have, to 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 be thankful for, you know, the the food. And then there's also people that that look at it as, you know, it's turkey day. Mm-hmm. And that's my husband's viewpoint of it. It's it's <laughs> I get all the good food that I get to cook and usually have the day off and a parade and, for, and... no, nah, we don't watch that stuff. But oh, yeah, no, other people do. Either, but for, for yeah, some people, other people that's watch a thing. the parade and they watch the football game and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, nap on the couch. Yes, exactly. Um, my my view of it is it's generally people eating way too much and passing out on the couch. Mm-hmm. But it's also that that being together, you know, seeing each other, and and that becomes a tougher thing the farther you get from everyone and the farther you get. I mean, God, we haven't had a Thanksgiving together in freaking centuries. Um, yeah, definitely over a decade. Yeah, yeah. So that there is there is always there is a bright part. And there's a dark part. And the older you get, the more of the dark part that's in there. Uh, I don't, I, that's not fair. I think that that's, that's dependent on the person. Because if you look at, and see, you know, somebody who is a, a grandmother who's very close with all of her her kids and her grandkids and stuff like that, Christmas might be a, a continuously a brighter spot in her yeah. life. Especially the ones that go insane on the... Uh, Christmas decorations, like um, our friend's mother, and mm-hmm. then also um, my aunt by marriage. Yes. Yeah, her house explodes with Christmas. Yeah, Matt's mom. Yeah. Yeah, but she's not as bad as um, our friend's mom. We counted 13 trees in her house. Yeah, Christmas. that's that's Mary Jo. <laughs> or, yeah, my aunt. It was, yeah. But I was thinking of Michael... Michael's mom. Oh, wow. No. Okay. Yes. Right. Nope. She is nope. the queen of Christmas. That yes. lady. Yes. 
Yes. No, so, no. That's Matt's mom is just, just was a piker compared to her, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Matt, it, Matt's mom and my aunt are, you know, little kids putting up a tree compared restrained. to that lady. Yes, yes. Really restrained. It's almost the Charlie Brown Christmas by comparison. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, that's saying a lot because a lot of our readers, like, think of all of your books that you have and then mm-hmm. times like a thousand of those books and that that's equal to probably her Christmas. Yeah. But yeah. So the <laughs> themes, you can find different themes um, depending on the characters that you're creating too. Right. So it's, it's, there's the typical uh, holiday theme, the actual meaning behind it, the theme behind that, which is like you were talking about with Yule and um, the Christian themes mm-hmm. with Christmas. And then you've got the themes that are personal to you. Right. Right. And on the on the other end of that, you also have the themes that you find repeated over and over that you want to avoid. Um, mm-hmm. Save Santa Claus, save, save Christmas. That's a theme. It's just an awful one because, well, again, it's just it's an overdone one. And there's not very many unique ways of doing it. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas was pretty original. It was like an original take on a very overused theme Mm -hmm. because it was halloween stealing christmas (laughs) right right okay die hard was kind of saving christmas but it was doing it in the most magnificently violent and and independent and and determined way where the man has to save his wife Mm -hmm. uh, while shooting a bunch of terrorists uh who turn out to be bank robbers uh, or who turn out to be uh, just ready to wipe out everybody. And, you know, if this is a spoiler for you, I'm sorry. But, um, no, yeah. I yeah. mean, we're talking about movies from the 90s. Yeah, this is... Um, the other thing, too, is Home Alone. Home Alone was a unique little way of doing that. But, again, so was um, the um, uh, A Christmas Story, which is what we're talking about. It's all about... Right the saving Christmas, but it is a unique twist on it. I was mentioning A Nightmare Before Christmas because it's literally saving Santa (laughs) and Christmas for the entire world. Right, but (laughs) it isn't those seven million movies where it's just, oh my God, if we don't, if, if this one little elf doesn't jump in, Santa Claus is not going to be able to, to get the Christmas toys to the kids and you know there's a fog and a reindeer and that one was a little bit original but then there were so many knockoffs of it over and over yeah it's like the santa claus the original the santa claus with tim allen um he ended up killing santa uh and then he ended up having to be santa turn into santa and that is an original take on it. And then, of course, I don't know how many Santa Clauses there were after that. I tried to watch part two. <laughs> I stopped and haven't seen any of the other ones. But it was an original take on a cool idea. Right. And so, yeah, let's move on to the next part. Okay. So now that, that you have, have gone through um, official definition of the holiday, uh, what the holiday means to you, personally well what the holiday means to most people personally most people and then what it means to you and how that's different Mm -hmm. and why um the iconic symbols uh or moments that you associate with the holiday uh the dark side of the holiday who loves it most and why who hates it most and why and what themes surround the holiday now you decide 
on a relevant theme that will make your story meaningful to your readers, but also to you. Because if you don't have skin in the game, it's going to be very hard to write a story that connects with anybody else. The point yeah. is to make yourself feel the, the emotions that you want to get across to people. Because if you feel it, then your people will feel it. Other, it, it is never going to hit everybody. It's never going to be the perfect thing for everybody. But if you can make it the perfect thing for you, then people who share your view of the world will find the same power in it. Um, and you create characters who have something to lose and something to gain. And then you put them at cross purposes. Yeah. I, I really... Uh... I have done some holiday centric fiction under different names and also with my um Klex fanfic and oh dear god a lot of that was some of people's favorites. Um what are you doing? I I I, I was really heavily into naming all of my Klex fanfiction after song titles. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, and I was also I I created what are you doing Christmas. I don't remember the exact song name but it's something like what are you doing for new year's eve or what are you doing for christmas or something and it was one of the ones that people really really kind of loved because of that exact thing it it had the characters built in where they had this thing that they were going to lose by being honest or by by bringing up what they they really felt and at the same time, they had things that they were going to lose if they didn't. So yeah. that's that's really the coolest way to do it is really just wherever you are in, in this fiction is is give them to give them no no safe choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> that is a wonderful tip. Um, there is no formula for this. There is no cut and paste there is no just you know if you do these three things in this order it's always going to work the best thing you can do is make sure that you give a shit about the outcome um, because trying to write something that will fit the holiday mm -hmm. is going to guarantee that your story is going to be stale mm -hmm. it's it's find your little secret angle into the holiday, your way of seeing it that nobody else sees it, and bring your passion to that. And and when you do that, you'll have it. Okay, so is that everything up into the takeaway? Um, no. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, yes, that's, <laughs> that's yeah, okay. everything that's... up until the takeaway. Okay, okay. <laughs> so um, I just wanted to remind you guys, you can follow us on the socials at AIA. The, uh, R -W Twitter is at A-I-A-R-W-I-P. Instagram is Alone with Invisible People. <laughs> Facebook is Alone in a Room with Invisible People. And you can join the forums at hollyswritingclasses.com. You get the free flash fiction course and the free uh, summer fiction stuff. You also get the incredible community. And we can't tell you guys enough. We, we're, I'm starting to see new names pop up. I'm mm -hmm. starting to get emails from different people. Um, people are really excited about, you know, some of the different topics that we've discussed and, and them moving on. And also people sharing how something helped switch something in their brain is really really awesome we can't tell you guys enough like whether it's just what we're going through on a regular basis you know when we when we update you guys weekly or if it's just something we said in the podcast that that 
maybe you'd heard before, but it just was said in a different way. Yeah, we really need to know that. That helps. Yeah. We also enjoy knowing that we're helping you guys. It oh, makes yeah. us feel warm inside. So yeah, we. <laughs> um, you can find ways to support us at alonewithinvisiblepeople.com forward slash support us. And we also have a coffee account. It's ko-fi.com forward slash alone. And again, every dollar counts. Every dollar helps tremendously. Also, every share helps. Every share, you know, anytime if you wanted to share the podcast, share our links, share our website, those are huge. You know, it's it's getting us to other people like us. So, Holly, that's all I'm going to say about the socials and stuff like that. What is our takeaway for today? Okay, the takeaway is that by focusing on the elements of the holiday that are personal to you, you'll do one thing that almost no one is managing to do with holiday fiction, and that is that you will be making it genuine. It will be a real thing, and it will connect, and it will bring passion and power and a new way of seeing a holiday to someone who has not seen it before, but who shares your view of the world and who sees things the way you do. And you are giving them a connection to a holiday that they have never had before. I like that. Okay, so yeah, we will see you guys next week. Hopefully we'll see you in the forums. Come in, drop in, and say hi. And you can email us at show at alone with invisible people. That's show at alonewithinvisiblepeople.com. <laughs> um, so I'll just say we love you guys and bye, Holly. You guys can do this.